Welcome to a new episode of Good People Talk, the monthly podcast of the Good People Fund. This is the place to meet and be inspired by visionaries from around the world. With Good People Fund support, they're designing and practicing innovative ways to improve and uplift individuals and communities along a full spectrum of challenges, from hunger and social justice to elder care and inclusion. In our October episode, we're visiting Tribe Talk Connection, a new grantee, at a time when environments on college campuses are shifting and varying for Jewish students, Tribe Talk Connection is equipping and empowering Jewish students as they transition from high school to college and doing the same for Jewish college students once they're there. Now we join Good People Fund Executive Director and Co-Founder Naomi Eisenberger with Tribe Talk Connection Co-Founders Michelle Black, Robin Friedman, and Jude Sidney along with Emmett Klein, a sophomore at Washington University in St. Louis, and a Tribe Talk fellow. Here's their conversation. Michelle, Robin, Jude, um, Emmett. I know, Jude, you and I first connected in the spring. You reached out to ask about some fiscal sponsorship and told uh, told me a little bit about what Tribe Talk was about introducing our college students or high school students really to what to expect when you go to college in terms of Jewish culture, uh, anti-Semitism more than anything else. What you were addressing is exactly what we in the Jewish community need to be addressing as we send our young daughters and sons off to college. And I would ask, perhaps start with you, Jude, and so maybe you can give us a little bit of a, a background on that. Thank you, Naomi. This is wonderful. We're really very honored to be spotlighted and featured this month with uh, the Good People Fund. So what I will say is that sort of genesis of the idea really came from having participated in a program that was held in Boston uh, that both Robin and I attended and Michelle and I actually were a part of the leadership team uh, for another organization. And it really occurred to us after we left, there was much that they had covered, but much more at a 2.0, 3.0 advanced level. And we said, we need to get baseline. We need to talk to the kids, our kids, and make sure they really understand the genesis of what anti-Semitism means. What does intersectionality mean? It's complicated. What is anti-Zionism? What are they going to be hearing on the college campus? And so that was sort of, I would say, the, the tipping point of when Robin and I actually sat down and really started to put our head together to say, you know, we need to be doing something more for our kids. Our kids are going off to college. We were very self-motivated, quite frankly, because we had three all boys heading off to college. And we we really wanted to be sure that we were developing something that was going to be substantive, interactive, meaty, but also about the voices of the students. I've been to college. We've all been to college many, many years ago. They don't want to hear my story on campus. They want to be hearing what's really happening on campus as students today are really encountering. And again, we want to be able to reach any student that feels that this is an opportunity for them to dig deeper into their Jewish identity, into understanding the conversation and what it really means to really be an advocate for Israel, to really have agency for who they are as a student on campus, any campus. And I really feel, we feel as a team that we are providing the resources and tools to help those students now really in an, in an interweb platform that I think is really gonna have reached beyond what we can imagine uh, at the moment. How do you all address A, every kid is different, and you're going to be addressing this work to kids such as your own who came from a home 
where there was a strong Jewish identity. I think all of your kids went to day school or most of them went to day school versus the kid who just knows he or she is Jewish and not much more than that. Michelle, can you tell us how that issue is addressed? So I actually think that this is a situation that applies to all students who are looking at what they're going to face. If they have a sense of Jewish identity, whether it's cultural or religious or by osmosis, and they feel Jewish, but they don't know how to defend that personal identity and belief against people who are speaking, they're speaking out in languages that they can't understand how to defend and protect. Um, so that's really the impetus for me, at least, is if my own child and, and, and myself as an adult didn't have the language and the sophisticated knowledge to start that conversation, then by all means, these, every student needs more depth of education and understanding the, the, the history and the timeline of Israel and the stories that, we, that they need so that they are grounded in their own identity so that they can then defend their own beliefs. Were you all surprised when you realized that your kids felt that they weren't prepared? Robin, how about in your house? I think I was less surprised at that piece than at what they, what, how surprised I was at what they needed to be prepared for. I was aware of the anti-Semitism, for example, on the right, the swastikas. I mean, it's commonplace for a student to say to us, yeah, I know of somebody whose mezuzah was ripped down off their door. I know of a building that had a swastika. It's awful that it's that they would say that, but that is true. But what I was really surprised about was the anti-Semitism on the other side of the aisle in terms of denouncing your Zionism really being a litmus test to be able to participate in social justice causes. And that's the piece that really surprised me. There was an article, um, an opinion piece by a GW sophomore last year and last November, where he talked about how he considers himself a gay progressive male and that he's been called an apartheid enabler, a baby killer, a colonial apologist, and has been excluded from causes that he would want to champion because he also supports Israel. And I think that that surprised me more than the fact that my kids maybe needed more knowledge to be prepared for this. It was more how much more knowledge and what they needed knowledge about to be prepared for that really was surprising to me. I know one of the very first questions that I had after we started to interact was, gosh, aren't there resources out there now that are doing exactly this? And I mean, I quickly learned the answer to that, but I wonder, perhaps Jude, you could explain how does Tribe Talk Connection really differ from and enhance upon what is already out there? So that's a great question. Um, we are not the ADL or Stand With Us, or Open Door Media, as you have now known, and many, many, many others. I say the good news is, is that we're not them, but we have them as resources, and we have them to be able to aggregate the content that students like Emmett and others on campus can really use. So on that scale, we're not trying to recreate the wheel. The goal for us really is to elevate this, the opportunities to showcase what's out there and have it in a centralized place, because right now, it's a hodgepodge. You're going down the rabbit hole and you, you and I have talked uh, a number of times about the slippery slope of looking at what's online. Is it trusted? Has it been vetted? Is it accurate information? Because as you know, a lot, and we've all discovered, a lot of the information that's out there isn't necessarily 
qualified. So what TribePak is really doing is, yes, we are creating some content that we know is incredibly valuable through many podcasts and webinars that we're actually going to be showcasing soon and some that we already have online, but really elevating and looking at the resources that are already out on, on the web and that are available to the students in a way that can help them have more agency as they start to understand if they're experiencing complicated situations on campus, that they know that they've got a trusted resource, they are not alone, uh, and that they've got a place where they can go and ask questions to real students, hear real stories from students on campus about a circumstance that they encountered and what they did or what they wish they had done. And so that's invaluable because again, the real stories about today on campus going to constantly be evolving. We are continuing to add to that incredible data bank of, of voices from the students um, from campus because the campus voices are really, really important. Emmett, you're the student in this group here. Did you, are you a sophomore or a freshman at WashU? I'm a sophomore. I'm a you're sophomore a so at WashU. So that's what I thought. When did you connect with Tribe Talk? Uh, I connected with them uh, over this past summer. Just this summer? Mm-hmm. Yeah, my mom uh, knows Jude uh, very well, and she told me about the opportunity, and then I thought the, the idea of having a resource for students going onto college campuses for uh, information about Judaism on campus and Jewish life on campus, as well as a way to get educated about anti-Semitism and anti-Zionism, that would be really beneficial. So I was really happy to, to get a chance to be a part of it. You know, we all recognize WashU as having a significant Jewish population, had Tribe Talk existed three years ago, how would it have helped you? I was very fortunate to grow up in New England where there's a rich Jewish population and a lot of opportunities for, for Jewish education. Like I did Prosdor of Hebrew College uh, in Newton, Massachusetts for five years and I got uh, a really great education, not only in like Jewish history and, and religion, but also about anti-Semitism and the divest movement and everything like that. I was also fortunate to kind of know what I wanted in, in my Jewish experience. Um, but I was not aware, um, like, of all the statistics that could possibly come out of a college for, uh, for Jewish life, such as how many anti-Semitic um, incidents have been over the past year, or whether there's a kosher option at, at a certain college and everything like that, and uh, the extent to which the hill is strong. Uh, so when I was choosing colleges, I, I would have a bunch of tabs open on my computer at once looking for things about Jewish life, like one from Hillel, one from Chabad, one from like another organization. And when I got to campus, there were still organizations that I encountered that I didn't even know existed. And you're right, Naomi, WashU has a very significant Jewish population. Almost a quarter of the people here are Jewish, which is, which is great. But, you know, you still encounter anti-Semitism even on, on this type of campus. Last year, uh, there's a group on campus called Washi Students Against Israel, and um, luckily, you know, Washi is a very open place where opinions are, are allowed to be heard, and, and that's fantastic, but, like, I was not expecting to, like, walk into, like, the dining hall one day and hear, like, kind of, like, a rally just about the divest movement. I wasn't prepared for, for that or how to encounter that or how to, like, talk to people who I knew who were supporting that, even knowing just, like, about those types of groups and and what their opinions are and how to respond to them or, or just hear stories about like what to do in that situation would, would have been greatly beneficial to me, even at like a, a big Jewish place here like, like WashU. I, I wonder if you could share with us your experiences this last summer, because I know you were part of the cohort of college students who were closely with Jude and Robin and Michelle in developing a lot of the material for Tribe Talk and you know I applaud them for going directly to the sources because 
you guys are living it all. Could you tell us a little bit about what that was like? Yeah, no, me too. I, that was definitely definitely the right idea. That's exactly what you want in a resource like this. You, you want to go right to the students, both high school and college. So I definitely applaud them too for that. It was really great to have a two-pronged approach, not only uh, looking at how to deal with anti-Semitism on campus, but also just like resources just general about different groups. I was part of the cohort of college students who worked on Tribe Talk Connection, as well as another cohort that worked on compiling resources of uh, Jewish organizations on campus. And so like in doing that research, I learned a lot more about how many Jewish organizations there are and uh, Jewish fraternities and sororities. WashU is pretty small as a school, so we really don't have like that many organizations, but there were so many out there that I just had no idea uh, existed or what their platforms were. And it was really interesting to see the broad spectrum of, uh, of organ organizations and, and things like that. I definitely think that there was a broad coalition of students who were on uh, the fellowship this summer uh, who brought different perspectives. Um, obviously, I'm from the, my school's in the Midwest, so that's a completely different perspective than someone who's from Northeastern or uh, from UMass or something like that. So I think there were definitely a broad range of uh, campus life and, and things like that that contributed to going into this website. And I think it's really evident, especially in the, the videos that detail different stories of, of students, that there's really, you can have any variable of an experience on campus. And uh, just because you know you like want to go to Hillel for the holidays doesn't necessarily mean that's the only Jewish thing you're going to do on campus or you're going to want to do on campus once you get there. And so just showing students the opportunities that are available before they get there is really important. If you have, you know, a resource like Tribe Talk is having where you can compare two colleges directly, look at like the amount of Jewish students or um, if there's a rabbi on campus or there's temples nearby, uh, that could really make some a difference uh, to somebody who goes to a school and all of a sudden Yom Kippur rolls around and they're like, oh, where do I go now? You know, right. it's important that they, that they figure that out before they get to school. And also just if they know they want to have a large, you know, Jewish experience on campus, they're able to to do that at whatever school they choose and they're not kind of, uh, they're not locked into their school and they wish, well, I wish I would have known that this school had such and such a resource. You bring something up, which I, I'd like to go back to. When you're talking about comparing and contrasting, I think that's another reason that drew me to, to Tribe Talk. What other areas do you see them filling, you see Tribe Talk filling, that allows for that con compare and contrast for a student? Right. Well, I definitely think, um, you know, the basic thing, just like uh, who has a kosher plan for their for the meal plan or not is huge for um, for people who who need that dietary restriction. And I think the basic resources have, have pretty much all been covered by Tribe Talk, which is really great. But I definitely think there's more that probably will be done with like uh, anti-Semitism alerts and, and things like that, who kind of has uh, campuses that support the BDS movement. Um, there have been like some schools like NYU, um, Brown recently, who have had organizations on campus who have publicly come out and say, we want our administration to divest. Uh, that may or may not make a difference in some people's decision to go to a certain school because, you know, Brown is Brown and uh, NYU is NYU, but students might want to know like the, these administrations support these national policies and they might not want a school to, to represent that. But what I think Tribe Talk's trying to do and I think we'll be able to do well is kind of look and see uh, using all the resources they have, the amount of like anti-Semitism and, and problems that occur on campus and what resources there are to to build upon that and give Jewish students a voice on campus instead of just getting there and not really, really knowing what to do. I suspect that you're going to be a very important consultant. <laughs> <laughs> I would hope so, yeah. 
It was, it was great to be part of Five Tribe Talk. I think it's going to do really well. I can't wait for it to get popular. It, it should be great. Thanks for having me. And no, I don't know where you live at Wash U, uh, but I do know where you live back here in Boston. So you can run, but you can't hide. I think it's <laughs> exactly, exactly. I have to say, Emmett, you were very articulate. Thank you for sharing your perspective. We had 25 interns, some of them deeply involved in the Jewish community and others were absolutely new to the college landscape search process. And each and every one of them was impassioned about why they were participating and how important it was going to be for them. And each of them offered a different perspective. And so some were very excited about the marketing and the Instagram accounts and how are we going to spread the word and we've got to tell our friends about this and other people were deeply involved in the research. It was it was a fascinating opportunity for us to really better understand the, the not only the college students needs but the high school students needs and what they were looking for um, and it helped shape our perspective for the for the website and for the program to think about this as a, as a cycle. So it starts with the research and the planning and the preparing and it goes into the understanding of the college campus then it moves along into the what do I do, how do I respond if I'm in a situation that I don't know, you know, I need some more resources and support. I think what you bring up, Michelle, is, is an important point because you're, you say that you had kids from a very wide, representing a very wide spectrum. Emmett does sort of represent your three kids. What were the characteristics that you saw of the kids who came from a, a very different place? Well, I think from the teen fellowship summer internship experience, we may we maybe didn't draw from the, the deep periphery, but we definitely did have kids who didn't understand college campus life, uh, let alone certainly college campus Jewish life. And so they were really looking, and when I was working with the teens, and some of them were sophomores, which were quite young, but the juniors and the seniors were a little bit more prepared. Um, and they really didn't know the difference between the organizations on campus. They really didn't understand that what was happening with the political spectrum on campus that would impact their sense of Judaism. They may have gone to summer camp, they might feel proud to be Jewish, but um, I think having a resource like this and even being involved in the internship program helped them really broaden their lens to understand there's a much bigger world out there beyond what I grew up knowing. Um, and even if it really wasn't, I mean, honestly, some of these kids were not involved in any Jewish programming and any Jewish youth groups at all. I would say the majority of them were deeply culturally identified as Jewish, but we really want this website to be for everyone, anyone who might end up in the, you know, in a Jewish fraternity just because they feel a member of the tribe. Um, or, you know, or those more like Emmett who have had a deeper knowledge and understanding and participation in sort of teen Jewish life or college campus life. We want this to be a place where they can connect together and feel like there's a place for them to ask their questions, get their answers. This will have to be a living opportunity for it to stay fresh. We need to have current students um, who are going to be sharing their stories. We need to continue to update the college campus resources and the educational content that we're providing. We need to constantly keep it fresh and that will be the work of Tribe Talk. But the good thing about all of this is that the, I think the opportunities are endless. I would say looking to the future, Naomi, to your point, because that was one of the questions that you had asked us that having Tribe Talkers on campus, much like there are other fellows on campus too, we already have many, a dozen helping us think through the strategy of the marketing and the impact and to have it a really um, thoughtful partnership with us as we branch out and we roll that uh, programming uh, forward. 
we'd like to eventually see this as not only a place which has a sort of aggregating resources, but also a place where people can connect and help each other. So somebody like Emmett, it would be great if two years from now, when Emmett's a senior, if we had students who were coming to WashU who wanted to get a sense of specific questions, maybe they could actually reach out to him through Tribe Talk and he could give them a lay of the land, introduce them to some organizations, people, things like that, so that our Tribe Talkers would eventually be able to help others. And really, a lot of them will take leadership roles. That's a really a goal of ours is to be able to be a, not only a resource connector, but also a people connector. I do think that um, making sure that the kids feel, the students feel empowered to stand up and share their stories and speak and advocate and stand up is a huge component of this. And we're asking, that's where the trusted content will come from, is their own personal stories. And just by the act of becoming involved in Tribe Talk and speaking up about their stories will help advocate for the, it, it's going to develop a sense of leadership. And, and the second part is we're doing cross-organizational cross collaboration here. And so the leadership is, you start in this organization, you end up a college student, you end up in that organization, and I do think there's an interweb of organizations that are all trying to achieve the same goal, and being in this collaborative, aggregating, centralized resource mindset is of benefit to anyone who comes and sort of clicks into our Tribe Talk connection because it's a pass-through opportunity to learn about one organization, stand up for who they are in college, and move into the other areas of whether it's advocacy or uh, you know all of the myriad types of organizations they could become involved in um, beyond their college years. We're out there looking for people who have create who found creative ways to fix this world. The three of you, and along with Emmett's help, of course, really do. What has partnering with us given you and to Tribe Talk? If it wasn't for you, we wouldn't be able to, I mean, you're our fiscal sponsor to start. Right. right. So we wouldn't have been able to do a lot of what we've done right now because we wouldn't be able to be collecting funds so that has been, that was the first thing that we sought you out for. And that has right. been so unbelievably helpful, but also your guidance. You've introduced us to people, you've guided us along the way, you've made recommendations, you've said to us, marketing, 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 how are you going to figure it out? And all of your comments and suggestions and the people that you've introduced us to along the way have all helped shape this. Our project is... Uh, an amalgam of everybody who has given us feedback and your fund has been amazing and you have been amazing in that regard. The more I thought about what you were doing and the more that I read in our, in our conversations, I said, you are exactly what we look for in, in grantees and the work that you're doing and the area that you're working in right now could not be more important. So we're just so grateful for, for you having faith and trust in us and to help, you know, really to help to continue to push this really important agenda forward. Jude, Michelle, Robin, Emmett, thank you so much for being with me this afternoon. Thank you so thank much, you. Naomi.